you watched this one earlier today? Yeah. <clears throat> I kind of, I think I kind of like, um, unless it's a movie that I've seen a million times. Yeah. I, I'm fine watching it a few days before. Yeah. But if it's a movie I, like this one, like I've only, this is my, only my second time seeing it. Right. But, um, I really love it. And, but for movies like this, I think watching the same day we, we record, if I can, it helps. I, it helps a lot. Yeah. I think so too. Um, yeah, because even, I mean, even for me, watching it right before, you, you just get kind of amped, you yeah. know, for mm-hmm. it. You get excited about it, but uh, are you you good to go or what? I'm good to go. All right, man. Well, then, let's play it again. You must remember this. A kiss is just a kiss. Good morning, Vietnam! You're going to need a bigger potion. Hasta la vista, baby. Yo, what's up, everybody? Um, it's Steven here. I'm here with Jason. What's up? <clears throat> and we are going to do Midnight Run that came out in 1988, uh, starring Robert De Niro and Charles Gordon. This movie was directed by uh, Martin Brest, who also did uh, Beverly Hills Cop and Scent of a Woman, Meet Joe Black, and then his career kind of fizzled out with Geely, which is a notoriously hor- oh. horrible movie. Uh, but this one's great, so we 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 love this one. It gave um, me acid reflux. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this one's great. It had a budget of uh thirty five million dollars, and it pulled in eighty one point six million dollars. So that's quite a success for this movie. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, let's start where we always do and talk about when we first saw this movie or the best we can remember first seeing it. Um, yeah, I I saw it first time last year. Um. Because uh, the rewatchables, oh okay, they, t- nice. they, they talked about it, and then they kept mentioning it. Yeah, and I was like, "Fuck, I gotta watch that." Yeah, it's a great, it's a great movie. So yeah, I, I watched it based off their love of it, and then like when you saw it, you understood. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, this is right up my alley." Like, yeah, if I would have watched this twenty years as ago, as a little kid, um, yeah, or whatever, yeah, I would have loved it. Uh, but it's kind of cool. I watched it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Now. yeah. I think, um, yeah, because I saw it when I was a little kid. I don't think there are too many jokes in it or too much stuff no. that's like I wouldn't underst- I didn't understand when I was a kid. But definitely being an adult, um, some of the themes of it hit a little little yeah. harder. Like uh, knowing knowing everything that I do now. Uh, but for me, I can't really tell you when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is definitely a more more of a like family watch for me whereas okay. like previous films i have that we've done i have seen them with my family but i've definitely seen them a lot more on my own mm-hmm. uh but this one for sure i've seen it with like my family as many times as i've seen it by myself <clears throat> mm-hmm. and it was always one that like this you know my my family really loves movies almost as much as i do if not the same amount um so we we are constantly quoting stuff and this one is a movie that like every single every single conversation we have um and somebody says something or does something we have mm. a reason to say a line from this movie so it it was always really fun watching nice. it with my family growing up and uh yeah it's really great i fucking love this movie i can't wait to get into it um so yeah, that was that's how we first saw this movie or first uh, remembering a scene or whatever. Um, talk about the cast a little bit. This is the first time, first movie that we're doing with uh, Robert De Niro. Um, he's one of the greatest of all time. Oh yeah. And uh, just to talk a little bit about his career uh, because there's so much of his. He um, obviously becomes. A partner of Martin Scorsese's really on, uh, pretty early on. He's basically, for our younger listeners, Robert De Niro was for Martin Scorsese what Leo is for him now. Mm-hmm. Um, matter of fact, Robert De Niro uh, told Martin Scorsese about Leonardo DiCaprio because they worked 
together life. on uh, yeah, this boy's life or whatever. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Robert De Niro. Um, he first works with Martin Scorsese. He does does some movies in the sixties, but he starts working with uh, Scorsese in seventy three on Mean Streets, mm-hmm. and then he's cast as a uh, young Don Corleone uh, in Godfather nineteen seventy four, Godfather Part Two. And, you know, he gets nominated for an Oscar for that movie. Actually, he wins an Oscar for that movie. Um, And then after that, he works with Scorsese again. And then he really, like, comes into his own for uh, Taxi Driver in 1976. And then, dude, his career just fucking... I mean, already Mean Streets, Godfather 2, Taxi Driver. Then he does The Deer Hunter in 1978, which is fucking incredible. Raging Bull, for which he wins another Oscar. Uh, 1980, King of Comedy, which was his first kind of, like, little flop with Martin Scorsese. Um, He plays... uh, Oh, no... um, once Upon a Time in America uh, works with Sergio Leone in 1984, and he plays um, fucking Jesus Christ. Why can't I think? Al Capone in uh, oh, yeah. Brian De Palma's Untouchables in 1987. Then he does this one. After that, he uh, he wanted to do a comedy movie, and he does this one in 1988, Midnight Run. And then after that, he's in a whole slew of other movies. Mars Scorsese says he's Cape Fear remake. Um, Notably, I wrote down here Bronx Tale because he's in that, but he also directed it, and yeah. it's fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. And then from from then on, there, you know, he's he does a lot of movies, uh, does a little bit more comedies. Like the only one that I know hits for sure is Meet the Parents. Oh, Analyze This was really funny, and oh, he's yeah. just got a fucking amazing career. Yeah, he's got a bunch of stinkers under his belt as well. But I mean, after the '90s, he could have never worked again and went down in history as one of the greatest of all time. And for sure, he definitely will. Um, for sure, after this, um, how do you feel about like his performance in this movie? Because it's very, it's. I mean, it's the same, but not as serious as his other other roles. Yeah, like he he's uh, at times he reminds me of Axel Foley. Okay, and, and it makes sense because the, you said the director did, uh, yeah, 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 Beverly Hills Cop, uh-huh. and like he's he has that kind of thing of Axel Foley where he, like he's a cop or was a cop. Um, Axel Foley is a cop, but like they they grew up kind of rough, yeah. And so yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. not afraid, you know. Axel Foley always says, you know, exactly. I fractured a couple laws, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. or two in, in my day, uh-huh. and he's not, and you know, Robert De Niro, uh, Jack Walsh, right? Yeah, Jack Walsh, yeah, yeah. He's not afraid to do. The same, like it's not so bad. We'll steal this truck right here. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it. I just I love his character because like he's still got a little bit of that gangster, you know. Edge, yeah, 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 yeah. But he's like he. I mean, especially in this movie, he wants to do right. He knows cops aren't perfect either. That's yeah. like the whole basis of why he's a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. So he's not afraid to get his hands dirty as long as it's on his own terms. You yeah. know, he's not taking the the pay from anybody. Um. Yeah, but he's fantastic in this movie. I agree with everything he's you just said. Yeah, yeah. he's super super funny so in this funny. movie. Um, and then next up, we got uh, Charles Gordon, who you know not a lot of younger people know, but he he was in so much shit throughout his career. Um, he started out really young, 1954. He's in uh, 2000 Leagues Under the Sea with uh, Kirk Douglas, mm. and then he did. Uh, he's a, got a small part in Rosemary's Baby. He was in the original like remake of King Kong with uh, Jeff Bridges and Jessica Lange. Um, he's in a movie called Thieves in 1977. Uh, I always remembered seeing him in The Great uh, Muppet Caper of 1981, where he plays a jewel thief uh, in one of the Muppet movies. Oh, wow. um, people from our generation probably know him best from the Beethoven franchise. Yeah. He plays a dad in Beethoven. Um, he, he's great in that. He's... Uh, <laughs> He's got this, which is funny because in this movie, he's the guy that's ticking off. He's like ticking yeah. off Robert De Niro, but in Beethoven and another movie called uh, Taking Care of Business with Jim Belushi, he's the straight man that's getting really annoyed by, you know, all the other uh, happenings in the movie. But he's great in this movie. Super duper funny. Oh, man. Some of some that's of hilarious. some of the stuff he does with his like, just his. Uh, his face and and without using his voice is fucking hilarious um but yeah he's fucking fantastic in this movie and just a great counterpart to robert denario uh in this movie uh next up we got uh dennis farina who plays jimmy serrano (laughs) who dude he's fucking great in this movie he's super duper funny and then when the time calls for it he could be really sinister oh yeah um like when he's got the duke in the in in the the limousine and everything 
just really, really funny in this. You, you know him from this movie. Also, Get Shorty. He plays a gangster in that movie. He's also in uh, Steven Soderbergh's Out of Sight. Uh, he's got a small part in Saving Private Ryan when they're when they're trying to figure out where Ryan is at one of the encampments. And mm-hmm. then he's in, also in Snatch mm-hmm. 2000. Uh, and he's really funny. That He kind of just plays the same, the same character guy. and everything. And then he does a long stint on uh, Law & Order. Yeah. He's on Law & Order for a really, really long time. So some people might know him from that. Um, after that, we have uh, Yafet uh, Koto. He plays Orlando Mosley. Um, yeah. He's in a lot of shit. Uh, beforehand, he was a Bond villain in Live and Let Die. Okay. Um, and then he put, pl- and then he's also in Alien. Um, yeah. He's fucking great in that movie and in this movie. Those are the movies that I know him from, but he's been in a whole lot of other shit okay. besides this. And then before you go to him, yeah, let me mention John Ashton Marvin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, John Ashton plays Marvin uh, Dorfler. And I, I know him from Beverly, Beverly Hills Cop yeah. 2. Yeah. And I say 2 because that was the one I watched religiously as a kid. <laughs> and um, and then I watched 1 later on. And uh, it's it's cool. Uh, but, dude, Part 2 to me is like one of the funniest fucking movies I've ever seen. Yeah. And I know him from, from th- that movie. He's uh, Detective Taggart. Yeah. And... and you know, he's like a very straight laced cop. Like he's like, you know, he's he's divorced, you know, and that and then here he's just like the complete opposite. He's yeah, a fucking yeah. just a scumbag, scumbag bounty hunter. Yeah. Like he's really willing to do anything you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. that it takes. But like yeah, like he's constantly just being like fucking just just outwitted by Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. And even when he thinks he's being smart yeah. in this movie, he's <laughs> yeah fucking he, up. Yeah, he's he's great. Um, all right, so next let's go to the that guy himself, Joe oh. Pantoliano. Um, he's fucking... This is one of the first movies I remember seeing him in, but obviously uh, he's got such a fucking big... Like, I, I think, you know, they, they call him the that guy, the, the that guy award on the on uh, the rewatchables, but I think he's just in so much shit that yeah. I feel like he's, he's Joey Pants, man. Um, He's in the Goonies, 1985, and he's fucking fantastic in that. Uh, we talked about Bad Boys uh, previously. He's in Memento in 2000. He's in uh, fucking, damn, bunch of shit. This one, Midnight Run, in Risky Business, 1983, La Bamba. He's in yeah. that one. He plays uh, uh, Richie's manager, Empire of the Sun. He works with Steven Spielberg in that one. He's just in so much shit, and in this movie, he's... Perfectly casted, I feel like. He just fucking fits into the scumbag fucking bail bondsman. Yeah. Eddie Moscone, bail bonds. <laughs> um, and yeah, he's, he's great in this movie. And I, I fucking... Uh, I really love him in this role. He's got some great interactions. All he ever does is talk on the on phone, the phone yeah. in this whole movie. Um, and uh, yeah, he's just super duper funny. <laughs> you got anything to say about him? I just, I just love like just each time. It's Jack, Jack, Jack. <laughs> Where are you? And just like, dude, they're 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 fucking you arguments. You got him back and forth. It's just Jack got the Duke. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's he's great. He he really can say the word fuck. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he's, he's top he, notch. Yeah, he's got great enunciation. Yeah. When whenever he's talking about something, there's yeah, there's something about Joey Pants that I always liked uh, about his like. His cadence and the way that he talks, like even I remember one of the first movies I really remember seeing him in was La Bama. I used to watch it yeah. all the time when I was little, and like him talking to Richie, really believed that he believes in him, mm-hmm. that he can make some money off of him, and uh, you know him and Memento. You don't really know a lot about him, and then you think he's a good guy, but he's not a good guy. Oh, yeah. And then same thing in the Matrix, Matrix. Uh, yeah. as Cipher and. Uh, all the way up into The Sopranos, he's in that, and he obviously gets whacked. Sorry if that's a spoiler alert for you guys, but um, yeah, it's he's been out long enough. Yeah, it's been out for fucking twenty years, so <laughs> that's uh, yeah, he's super good in that movie. And the only other person I thought to mention that's really big, that has like a little bit bigger of a part, is uh, Richard Ferrongi. Ferrongi. Oh yeah. Who we talked about briefly in uh, Carlito's Way. Way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that guy, he's pretty funny in this one. I, I feel like he should have been in more like gangster movies. Yeah, but uh, you know he's in he's in a 
Then a few different things. Da Vinci's War, Princess of the City, To Kill For, Boss of Bosses, Midnight Run, a bunch of different stuff. But uh, yeah, he's pretty funny in this movie, just his interactions with uh, Marvin and, and Jack. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, as far as the cast goes, that's kind of uh, everybody that we need to we need to cover. Talked about Marvin, we talked about Mosley. There's a very small part, too. Uh, um, the dude that, like, the... the the fugitive, whatever that that Marvin has mm-hmm. when they when he first gets the call in the yeah, hotel room, yeah, he's, he's tied up to the toilet or whatever. Yeah, Can I at least have some French fries. Yeah, I said no, pecker breath. <laughs> <laughs> that dude, his, his name's Carmine. Uh huh. He's from Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. all right, nice. So and yeah, it's funny that you you mentioned that it's the same director and now it's all making sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So, okay, with that being said, we got through the cast. We could talk a little bit about our favorite parts of the movie. So, what did you have? Um, first off, the that opening uh, chase scene when he goes to the door. Uh, with the shotgun? With the shotgun. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, didn't your mother teach you manners? <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love uh, yeah, that whole part because it's, yeah. it's showing, you know, the right away you get that dynamic between Jack and Marvin. The you get the first Marvin look out, yeah, all that. Yeah. But I love uh, when he gets him back to the, the to like the station, and that guy's like, "Did he, did he give you a hard time? Did you give me a hard time? <laughs> fuck you, <laughs> man! And fuck you too! Yeah, dude, so good. Hey, did you catch that cop's name is Gooch? No, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't. I've no Dude's name is Gooch. The first cop that he sees, he's like, "Hey, Jack." He's like, hey, what's up, Gooch? Yeah, I got this guy here, blah, blah, blah. I was like, wow. Oh, man. Okay, so after that, what else do you got there? Um. Oh, uh, so it kind of, like, jumps forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but finally, when, when he's at the at the airport, I, and then, um, fuck, what's his name in this movie? Uh, Tony. Tony and his, uh, and the henchman. That, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They come up to to Jack, yeah, and then the the other guy is staring at, at Jack. He's like, "Are you gonna propose? You gonna propose? <laughs> what? He's Are like, you gonna propose?" He's like, then "Stop looking at me!" <laughs> yeah, like that whole little. I like that little that little interaction. Interaction. Yeah. yeah, there's so many like little. I, I was noticing there, there's there's few scenes like whole scenes that I really like. Yeah, but just like little, little interactions because this movie it moves really quick. Like you go yeah. from one place to the next place to the next place. Um. So obviously, uh, Joey Pants he meets up with Jack. He collects his money, or he wants to collect his money. Yeah. But he's like, "No, come with me first. They go to I, I believe it's Grand Central Market in Los yeah. Angeles. Um, they go there, and he tells him like, "Oh, about you heard about Jonathan Mardukas, blah blah blah. I, I need you to pick him up. Midnight Run." And then he tells him that he wants a hundred thousand dollars instead mm. of fifty thousand dollars. And he puts Jack on the case, and then as soon, I believe it's right after that. As soon as J- Jack leaves, the FBI pick him up. This oh, when, yeah. he, when he first meets Alonzo Mosley, mm-hmm. and uh, they get him in the car, and they're all fucking G-man out mm-hmm. with their glasses and, and everything. And he's looking at him, and he pulls his glasses oh, shit, out. Puts right. <laughs> <laughs> his glasses. <laughs> Alonzo Mosley, FBI. Oh, that's a nice badge. How can I get one of those? I want to talk to you, Jack. Yeah? Why don't you call my social secretary? You're very funny. I want to talk to you. Take your hands off. Jeez. Take it easy. You know, it's a $10 fine for Jay Walker and those Shut up. What I want to know is, are you working on anything having to do with Jonathan Mardukas? Never heard of him. I believe you had her. Let me tell you something, asshole. I've been working on this Jimmy Serrano thing for about six years. My Dukas is my shot. I'm going to bring him into federal court. And I don't want any third-rate rental thug who couldn't cut it as a cop in Chicago bringing him to L.A. on some bullshit local charge. Can I ask you something? These sunglasses, they're really nice. Are they government issued or do all you guys go like to the same store to get them? Do I make myself understood? Can't you take a joke? 
Get him out of here. No, let's talk some more. Get the fuck out of here. If I hear anything, I'll let you know. Okay. Have a nice day. Uh, then, like you know, they're they're grilling him. They're giving him giving him questions and everything. And then he he's just like not doesn't give a fuck. He's yeah. he's been a cop. He oh, knows yeah. what they can do. What he's they unfazed can't do. by anything in this movie. So then he's just like these glasses. They're real nice. Yeah. Are they are they a company uh, distributor? Or did you guys all go buy them at the same place? <laughs> uh, yeah, I just really like that. It's like the first time you meet Mosley. And you get a gist of what their like little relationship interaction is gonna yeah. be, um, and then right right after that. So I, I wrote it down actually. Like from the beginning, you get that Jack is capable, but he's still kind of sleazy. Yeah. Like we were t- like we were talking yeah. about. You know, he 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 makes the uh, he doesn't work for the law. The law works for him. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So like right after when he gets out of the car, you see that he fucking stole Mosley's badge or whatever. So then you get you, I like how this movie just keeps on giving you um giving you like more of what Jack is capable of as yeah. as 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 the time goes along. Uh what do you got after that? I have uh I have one there on the when they're on the plane. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he's trying to tell him like they uh, he all can't his, fly. All of his phobias though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, In a second you're gonna have fistophobia. <laughs> yeah. Like shit like that. Like it's just Dude, most yeah. of those great lines and, come from him. Yeah. To and, and, Jonathan. And 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 the Duke. The uh uh fucking Charles Gordon in this movie, his his ability to just lift list off things. Yeah. And like in in a I feel like he's he's like a magician, how they have pageantry yeah. to like make you not pay attention to what they're doing. Like yeah. him talking is doing that oh, yeah. to Jack the whole time. Like he's trying to psych him out the entire time with like, oh, this is because this happens, and like, oh, your cholesterol's yeah. high because you're eating this food and blah he's like, blah. You're like, in denial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so he gets him. He, yeah. He's trying to tell him he's afraid to fly. He takes him on the plane anyway, and. Uh, <laughs> Didn't have enough foresight like Marvin to just fucking knock his ass yeah. out. Uh, but yeah, his his freak out on the plane, oh, like me, oh, like me, and my family love that part so much. I, I got a problem. I can't fly. I don't think you're taking me seriously. I'm taking you very seriously. I can't <laughs> be on this plane. Do you think I haven't heard your story before? Do you think you're traveling with a fucking novice? You know what I'm talking about? That's it. Settle in. If you want to get up and talk and social mingle with the rest of the passengers be my guests you ain't going nowhere there's a couple of nice looking people here better class of people your class probably all embezzlers too (laughs) come fly with me come fly away why don't you just try and relax Just calm down. Just <laughs> relax and calm down. What are you getting so excited about? It's not... It's not... No, I can't. No, 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 I can't. Just relax. Just relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did I yeah. Don't pull that shit on me. No, 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 no. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. No, I can't. These things go down. All right. These things go down. They go... It's too big. It's too big. It can't go up. All right, everyone, just calm down. All right, what's the problem? It's nothing, oh, but, sir. It's okay. Alonzo Moore's the FBI. This man is in my custody. I've taken him back to Los Angeles. There won't be any more problems. I don't want to fly. I can't fly, really. You can't take a prisoner aboard an airplane if he doesn't want to fly. You should know that. I do. I'm sorry. I thought he was bluffing. I thought he was bluffing. He's just like... No, 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 these things go down. They're they, too big. They're too big. It's too big. I uh, can't do it. Yeah, I can't do it. And then obviously they get thrown <laughs> off the plane by the pilot. I thought he was bluffing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought he was bluffing. Uh, what else you got? Um, I have. Uh, yeah, okay, I got suffer from fistophobia already. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I think. Oh, when they when they're on the train. And he's just like he's like telling them he's like man he's like you should really stop smoking you know he's oh like, yeah when, the, when they're the at, when they're at the when they're at the dinner at dinner, the dinner dinner table yeah yeah I, I had that part on there that whole conversation that he has he's like I'm gonna bust your fucking head then I'm gonna put your head in the toilet and that's where it's gonna stay you hear me yeah oh yeah. that's what yeah no that's when they're in the cabin yeah they're yeah in the cabin 
He's telling about his food, right? He said, why do you eat that stuff? Yeah, yeah, Oh, is that later? No, no. So they're in the cabin first, and that's when he's smoking. And then he's telling him, like, oh, fucking, Smokey's bad for you and all this stuff. And he's just trying to, like, get him to fucking shut up. And then later, they're fucking, they're eating dinner. And then, uh... He's telling about his cholesterol, Yeah, he's telling about his cholesterol. Familiar with the word arteriosclerosis? Cholesterol? You want to outline a complete balanced diet for you. No matter to me from C block. Why would you eat that? Why? Yeah, it tastes good. But it's not good for you. Well, we are. Well, why would you do something that you know that's not good for you? Because I don't think about it. Well, that's living in denial. Living in denial? Yeah. I'm aware of that. So you're aware of all your behavior, yet you continue to do things that aren't good for you. That sounds sort of foolish, don't you think so, Jack? No. Stealing $15 million from Jimmy Serrano sounds foolish. I don't think I get caught. Now, that's living in denial. I'm aware of that. Oh, so you're aware of your behavior, and yet you continue to do things that aren't good for you. Sounds kind of foolish to me, don't you think, John? It was foolish. But taking 15 million of mob money and giving it to charity was good for a lot of people. Oh, so you pissed off a mafioso killer just to be loved by a bunch of fucking strangers. That makes a lot of sense. Don't you want to be loved? There are lots of people who love me. Really? Who? I got an ex-wife and I got a daughter in Chicago. How do they put up with all your sarcasm? Beautifully. I haven't seen either of them in nine years. Think maybe we should go see them? No, I don't think maybe we should go see them. Thanks for the interest, though. The job must have been tough on them. I didn't do this then. What'd you do? I was a cop. You were a cop in Chicago? Then you must know all about Jimmy Serrano. Do you have the right to ask me certain questions? Yeah, I think No, you don't. I think I do. No, you don't. Why not? Dinner's over. Let's go. I can see this is going to be some fucking trip, boy. Well, I wouldn't worry about it, Jack. I'm not going to be with you that much longer. What do you mean? Well, what I know about Serrano, if I go to jail, I'll be dead within 24 hours. So sooner or later, I'm going to have to give you the slip. <laughs> Glad you find it humorous. Two dollars? That's all you're gonna leave? That's fifteen percent. That's thirteen percent. These people depend on tips for a living. And that part's just really good. He's just like digging, digging, digging. And then I can't remember if that's the first time he's like, "Why aren't you popular with the Chicago Police Department?" Oh yeah. Uh, but um, he's the only one that really gets over on Jack. Yeah. Everybody. I mean, yeah. everybody else. It's like, you know. Yeah, that's that's pretty much that's pretty yeah. much the only character because yeah. uh, Jack's outwitting everybody in this movie yeah, except for except for him. Yeah, um, and it's it's fucking great. I fucking love it. Uh, oh, mentioned. Well, these are just kind of quotes that I had. Uh, what about when uh, when uh, he sees the the? Well, that's a little, little bit later on. Which part? When he leaves the tip. He's like, that's 13%. Oh, yeah, that's 15%. Oh, that's fi- no, that's 13%. No, that's 13. no, I used to say that shit all the time. Yeah. These people depend on <laughs> tips for a living. <laughs> that's uh, all you're going to leave? That's all you're going to leave? Yeah, he's just grinding his gears <laughs> the whole time. Every fucking okay, so, thing. Okay, so this is one of my one of my favorite parts to you. Okay, so they're, they're, on the, um, they're on the train. No, no, no. Before they get on the train, I think... Uh, because they have to get off. They have to get off uh, the plane. The plane. I think they go. No, 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 they no. Go okay, eat, okay, right? okay, okay. So this is this is how how it goes. They have to get off the plane, and the FBI finds out they got off the plane because they show up at the plane. Then they don't know where they went. Um, and then Eddie puts puts Marvin on the case, yeah. and then he calls the credit card company to see where he used it, and it's at the Amtrak Center. Oh yeah, yeah. But I love that part. You know, he's like. Oh, this is Jack, uh, John Wesley Walsh, and then yeah. he's like, "Do you know uh, the last place I used it?" And then, dude, just Marvin's like, like the way he talks, he's just like, "Oh, the Amtrak Center," and he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I re- I remember that now." <laughs> and then he's like, "Hey, better cancel that card too, huh?" And then they cancel it, and then the next is one of my favorite parts of of uh, Charles Gordon. 
is when he's trying to buy a ticket uh, on the bus or whatever, and mm. the card's canceled, and then like <laughs> uh, he's not saying anything, and you're kind of paying attention to just the back and forth between the, yeah. the clerk, and then Charles Gordon's just like shaking his At head her? and like yeah. smiling, yeah. and then like when she denies him, he like starts yeah. nodding like, and smiling and stuff, dude. <laughs> And like winking at her uh, and everything, dude. That that's all him right there. Yeah, dude. Right? It's, it's like, so funny. Yeah, it's, like he's in that scene. Yeah, he's just like mm. so so funny. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, that that's part of part of my uh, one of my favorite parts. Just that whole part, um, Marvin Marvin sticking it to him, and like now he's like fresh fresh on his on his tail. Uh, and then, did you have anything else after that? Um. No, I we we could talk about it later. It's just I got like shit that I want to point out about like yeah how, yeah like it's not really like if we're doing scenes let's yeah, just yeah, yeah keep doing that. Um, but go ahead. One of my favorites is I mean just the whole helicopter chase that mm-hmm. part when they finally catch up when uh, Marvin finally catches up to to him and because uh, they're about to get uh, they're about to get taken by fucking the two goons or whatever. Yeah. And then that guy feeds Jack back the line, like, are you going to propose? Like, oh, yeah. whatever. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they they get taken away in the car by Marvin. Jack puts the handcuffs on both of them, so he's got to take them with him. Yeah. And then you get that whole fucking, uh, that whole helicopter chase. Oh, yeah. And fucking helicopters shooting at him all crazy or whatever. And uh, that's one of the lines that I remember everybody fucking... Whenever anything's like kind of like going bad, but everybody's like, "No, nah, it should be all right." And then fucking uh, the Duke, he's just like, "Oh yeah, we're perfectly safe now." Yeah. And the helicopter pops out again, just <laughs> dude. Yeah, that whole that whole part's fucking cool. And then obviously they knock out Marvin, and then <laughs> they knock out Marvin, and uh, they jump in the river. Mm-hmm. Then. De Niro's like holding off for dear life and the Duke walks up to him he's gonna give him the fucking branch and he's like you promised to let me go fuck you oh, yeah. you promised to let me go it's like alright I promise and then he pulls him in and then he immediately puts the cuffs back on him mm-hmm. uh, that part's super duper funny and um, then it, it, it starts well it goes in later with when he steals the plane yeah. and then he's trying to tell him after he catches him he's like you lied, you to, li- me. You lied to me first oh fuck, fuck. you you lied yeah, to me <laughs> They're going back and forth, He's back like, and as forth. As far as you knew, yeah. you lied to me first. <laughs> yeah, so good. Um, and uh, and you got something else? Uh, yeah, when they finally uh, when they do the counterfeit thing. Oh, that was that was okay. my last one. Yeah, yeah, that was the last one I want to say. Did the litmus configuration? Yeah, the litmus configuration. Who's in charge here? Who wants to know? Me. I'd be the manager. I'd like to see the manager as soon as possible. Yes, sir. Lonzo Mosley, FBI. My partner and I have been tracking a ring of counterfeiters passing phony $20 bills across the state. Have you received any $20 bills in the last couple of hours? Yeah, sure. We get them all the time. You get them all the time. Would you mind taking two steps backwards? Would you mind opening the register? No, don't touch them. Excuse me. Contract two, Hank. Check him out. Give him a pencil, please. Do the litmus configuration. You're doing the litmus configuration? Litmus configuration. Yes. You seen any suspicious-looking characters around here? No. Do you live around here? Yeah. Here's a look. This one's bad. Would you describe exactly what the last man who passed the $20 bill to you looked like? 30, tall. About six feet tall? Six, five. Dark brown hair. Light colored. Sounds like our man. That's him. We're going to have to take these bills for evidence. 
Heck of a receipt. This one's bad, too. This one's bad, too. I'd like you to notify all the other establishments in the area of this situation. What's the name of your establishment? Red's Corner Bar. Are you red? Yes, sir. You dye your hair? No. Why do they call you red? Oh, it's short for Red Wood. Uh, my last name's Wood. What's your first name? Bill. Thank you for your cooperation, Bill. It's like, uh... Dude, yeah, uh, Charles Gordon's whole character that oh, he puts dude. on that he puts on in there is fucking. Uh, I love the look that the guy gives him. He's like, "Who who wants to know?" And he shows him the badge. And he's like, oh. "Big big eyes," and calls him. It's <laughs> like, "You the owner of the bar? Are you red? Yep. Why do they do call you dye you? your hair? Yeah. No. Why do they call you red? Well, short for Red Wood. My last name's Wood. What's your first name? Bill. <laughs> he's like. Mm. Yeah, and then just and then Robert De Niro like doesn't know what's going yeah. on. He's like that, the litmus configuration. Are you doing the litmus configuration? The litmus yeah, 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 I'm doing it. Yeah, and then they get away with it, and then they see them fucking hopping the train or whatever. No, I no before, just before that one, he's like, "Did he have dark hair?" He goes, "No, it was oh, light it's like, color." It's like nothing. <laughs> That's our guy. Six, six, six five, five ten. Yeah, That's our That's guy. Our guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that uh, one's so good. Um and then yeah it's just, it's it's just so funny like how many times they get one over each other like you know the duke's fuck stealing the plane and then fucking he knocks him out takes him off the plane uh and then when they get on the when they get on the freight train and and jack's not on it yet so he shuts the mm. door on him and he's like see yeah. you in the next life Mine's jack turn. uh and then fucking uh he he fucking climbs over and then he comes back in and then um he's really pissed off at at uh at the duke and um then you get that great scene like they're like super quiet doesn't want to talk to him and then fucking the duke starts going into the he's he's doing both of them yeah like, jack I that. what how far are we shut the fuck, fuck up, up. <laughs> yeah dude that whole part and then he starts going in he's just trying to get he's jack to he's talk like, at all he's like hey jack what did you ever have sex with a chicken? No, did you ever have sex with an animal, Jack? Oh, yeah. It's like, those chickens on that reservation, those are some pretty good-looking chickens. <laughs> he starts laughing, finally? Yeah. Oh, dude. And then, yeah, and then, see, that's when he gets into, like, oh, like, where'd you get the watch? Yeah. Why are you unpopular with the Chicago Police Department? And lo and behold, fucking, you know, we find out that Jimmy Serrano was fucking... Yeah, the dealer. Uh, the dealer that he he turned down or whatever. And then uh, the the last, like, apart from that, there, there's other funny parts in it, and we could talk about them, because I just have, like, a bunch of quotes on here. Yeah. But um, one of the uh, one of the last, uh, like, really good scenes is the whole airport scene. Oh, Because um, yeah. then you finally, like, you know, they first of all, they've been building up this whole, oh, Jack didn't take a payoff from this drug dealer in Chicago. Yeah. And then finally we find out that it's Jimmy Serrano, who we've been running from his goons the entire way. And uh, we get to the scene there, and they finally meet up. And then he gives them, he gives them, like, he's supposed to grab the disc from them. Mm -hmm. They finally finally bring out the Duke. Uh, They have their, like, back and forth. And he's like, oh, you got the discs, or did you lose them? Like, you lost your job. Yeah. Just, like, all this shit. And then... Stupid ass Marvin shows up and he's fucking everything up and I love fucking Mosley on the um on the on the like where where all the FBI agents are. It's like shoot him if you have to, but yeah. get him the hell out of there. <laughs> Dude, so funny and then obviously they get they get uh they get uh Jimmy Serrano. They, mm-hmm. they, they they capture him, they get him for all this all this different information that doesn't actually exist, but uh yeah. And uh pretty much that's kind of the end of the movie. Yeah, they, they, he finally gets him to L.A. He calls he calls Eddie, mm-hmm. and he tells him, you know, fucking, I got this guy, but I'm fucking letting him go. And uh, it's but the, I, the, he like he fucked him over, right? Fucked two over. Uh, he fucked over Jack, Eddie. I mean, he put him. Th- I mean, he put Marvin on the case a bunch of times, yeah. and like, yeah. I mean, he would have still paid him if yeah. he would have brought him in, yeah, but. Yeah. I think that's that's kind of like the the whole thing. I mean, I kind of feel like uh, John was was doing it to Jack, like 
guilt tripping him, you know, like, oh, you're just you're just getting another payoff and oh, blah yeah. blah. Like, what's the difference? Why you wouldn't fucking take the money or whatever? But um, so by the end of it, he kind of just he was gonna leave with no money yeah, at all. That's true. Yeah. Um, and that kind of just redeems like you already kind of like Jack from the beginning, yeah. But you could see that he's irritable and. Yeah. You know he's not he's not a total angel or whatever, but that right there, you know, knowing because they bring up the fact that, you know, John's never gonna make it to the witness protection program. He's no, gonna get fucking him, murdered. Sure. So, um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, because who knows what kind of deal Eddie would strike once he gets him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, like those dudes make a call. You know, yeah. Jimmy Serrano has some other guys, I'm sure. Oh he yeah, makes a for call. Sure. They take him out. They pay him whatever money. Um, and then he's all Jack's also like, you know what? Like, this dude's stealing from a fucking criminal, yeah, 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 like, yeah. So, really, and what gave it, it, and gave it to charity? What am I really doing here? Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, but yeah, as far as like favorite parts of the movie, I think those are like all my big main favorite parts. What about when they go see his wife? They go see Jack's wife. I mean, it's an integral part of the movie, yeah. but it's not one of my favorites. Yeah, it's uh. I, I, I do like that part because of how it slows the pace of the movie down. Yeah. And then you do get, um, you know, like we said, Jack's capable, but he's still kind of a scumbag. Mm-hmm. But when he leaves, his daughter's trying to give him money and Dude, he, yeah. he won't take it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's not like him and his, him and his wife, like from what we understand that they had like, huge marital problems it was that the job he got fucking ousted by criminals and like his job and everything and he couldn't he couldn't they weren't gonna they weren't gonna give him another job there and things yeah. probably just fell apart from there if if he would have been a bad cop and took the money who knows they would have been together you know he so knows. his wife is with the dirty cop yeah yeah of course that's why he he's like he make he takes a dig at him too yeah. for sure um but yeah that that scene it is good. It's not one of my favorites. I like this movie because of how funny it is. Of course, is, yeah. But it really grounds Jack, and it makes you, instead of you thinking, like, oh, this guy's a complete scumbag, yeah, like, no. Marvin would have took the money from his daughter, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, Thanks, honey. <laughs> see you when I see you. Uh, dude, yeah. Marvin, dude, Marvin's fucking hilarious in this movie. <laughs> um, but, yeah, as far as favorite favorite parts go, I, I feel like that's it. Um but like I said, there are parts in this movie that they're not scenes, but just yeah. it's just a lot of quotes. Like I fucking, oh, dude. I fucking love the part where they get on the train and then they're looking for for Jack and and the Duke, and uh, they pass the conductor and like I'm looking for looking for uh, Jack Walsh. Jack Walsh. Oh, he just got off the train at the last stop. Oh, his his real name's Mosley. Yeah. Turns around, I'm Mosley. <laughs> <laughs> He's just so pissed off uh. and fed up. And then, like when they're chasing him, uh, when there's that shootout or whatever in the ca- in the cars, and then they're chasing him, and uh, Jack leaves the sunglasses on the car. Oh, yeah. He's like, "What's that? It's just a little inside, inside joke, joke between me and Arlanza." Yeah. Um, or, uh, dude, another another part that I really love. There's a lot of good fucking Jimmy Serrano like back and forth between like his goons. Uh-huh. Is this more on number one? Put more on number two on the phone. <laughs> Or when he's at the payphone and he's trying to tell him like, "Oh, the shootout, it uh-huh. didn't happen," and that dude's oh, behind dude, him thank and he's you. fucking punching yeah. him and he's like kicking him or yeah. whatever. He's dude. like, "What are you doing? What Stop! Are you on the phone with Jimmy." You can dude. tell those guys are like longtime friends. Yeah, he's dude, like, it's so funny. Just because he just like walks up and yeah, he's like he's hanging like, out, and he starts punching him like <laughs> once or twice and just going in like fucking body hooks and oh, shit. Oh, dude, when I was watching that, I put down here. I was like, "That's me." <laughs> like if you're on the phone talking, hey, well, we it's almost really, got the guy. Really I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, ah, ah. <laughs> dude, yeah. Uh, also, like when, yeah, when they're when they're about to take uh, Jack and John. And then Marvin shows up and he like fucking uh, he like s- kind of saves them, but not yeah. really. He's there to take the Duke, and then he's like, he's like, you know who you're fucking with? And he's like, no. Uh, why don't you tell me? Make sure you're speaking to the microphone. Oh, yeah, knocks his ass dude, out. That part's sick. Uh dude, yeah, that part's <laughs> fucking really funny. And then when he's uh, that was the first time I ever seen anybody do this. When when he's when he's got the Duke in the bathroom and he fucking takes a picture with oh, the, yeah. with the with the newspaper and he's like, I'm always thinking, so they know it's today. 
uh yeah that that part's really really funny um do you have other stuff you, you said you had some stuff that you want to talk about i have a uh, real quick jumping back to the when they go see his wife yeah i like the little boy when he looks at uh the duke he's like oh yeah you don't look like a criminal he's like i'm, I'm a, a white collar criminal yeah <laughs> <laughs> he says it was such like eh, yeah, yeah like I, I just love that quick, um quick little well, oh this is what i what's um fuck what's that guy's name Eddie's Eddie's fucking like secretary oh, dude. Oh shit! Um, I can't remember his yeah, fucking name. I can't either. Uh, but him go every time like maybe I should go get some donuts. Yeah, fucker. And then like at that point like Eddie's I guess maybe he's just so stressed oh, out he's doesn't so busy. doesn't he's realize out, yeah. that this dude's like no. fucking selling him out. Mm-mm. And then that's another cool part when when Jack's like uh, where am I? I'm in fucking I'm in. Uh, Boise, Idaho. No, I'm, no, I'm, in, I'm, I'm in, in the, Alaska. I'm in the, yeah, I'm in the uh, the lounge of the fucking blah, 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 and I'm wearing a pink carnation. <laughs> Hello. I'd like to make a collect call to an Eddie Moscone from a Jack Walsh. Moscone, bail bonds. Jerry, Jack, put Eddie on the phone. Eddie, it's Jack. Jack, stop fucking around. Where are you? Where am I? I'm in Boise, Idaho. No, 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 wait a minute. I'm in Anchorage, Alaska. No, 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 wait. I'm in Casper, Wyoming. I'm in the lobby of a Howard Johnson's, and I'm wearing a pink carnation. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the other guys. What other guys? Well, let me describe the scene to you. There's these guys, see? They've probably been up for, like, two days. They stink of B.O., they have coffee breath, they're constipated, sitting on their asses for so long. They're sitting in a van, and they're probably parked right up the street from your office. But now, you guys, you're going to have to pack up all your shit and go home, because I'm on to you, you dumb fucks. Eddie, your phone is tapped. Listen, I'm not going to use this line anymore. Go to Chen Lu's. I'll call you there in five minutes. They can't run a tap that fast. So long, everybody. Dude, and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, I'm talking about, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the other guys. Yeah. And then they're, they're like listening. They're all fucking stinky and everything. He's like <laughs> describing them to the T. Like, oh man, so fucking good. They go back to Grand Central Central Station, right? When he tells them to go to Mr. Oh yeah, Lins he's like, they can't make, yeah, like right after that, he's like, run over there and get, uh, get to the payphone. They can't run a tap that fast. Yeah. So he runs over there and he gets the fucking phone. Um, one, one thing, okay, so, like, with my family, it's like, oh, we're all meeting up, or we're going out to dinner, somebody, or mm-hmm. something like that, and somebody's, doesn't show up, or they're late, and then there's one thing we're always like, where the hell, where the hell is he? He called from the airport, like, <laughs> he should have been here by now. It's pretty much every single time. Um, damn, what's, fucking some of the other ones. I do like, uh... Uh, we didn't mention him. Uh, Philip Baker Hall. He plays Sydney. Oh yeah. Um, I like when he's he's in a bunch of shit. He's in Magnolia. He's in Rush Hour. He plays the captain. Yeah. Uh, he's in a bu- he's in a lot of Paul Thomas Anderson movies. Um, <laughs> but he's fucking <laughs> so so like like just another fucking like uh itch that Jim uh yeah that Jimmy Serrano's dealing with. Yeah. He's like. Sydney, don't say a fucking, fucking word. word. Don't say anything to me. Make yourself a sandwich or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that 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 shit's really funny. I like when the Duke's telling uh, telling Jack. He's like, "Look, I got a couple words for you." He's like, "I got a few words for you." Shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Robert De Niro in this says, or just in general, actually says, "Son of a bitch," better than anybody. Yeah. The yeah. way he says it in this movie. Every time I watch him, he's like, "You son of a bitch!" Like son the way, bitch. like the way he says "bitch" is like, uh, it's so Joey Pants too. So when he's great. like, "We got you, you," son. but he does it with the like "sh," you yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> Jack got the Duke. <laughs> he got him. Uh, uh, I lo- I love that too. Just the Duke. Um, yeah. Just like. He's like uh He sounds so in, much... in, in the midst in the midst of this whole story, this whole like universe, like he's like a like a like a let he's like a unicorn yeah. and everybody's trying to capture right. him. Um and then one thing I noticed too the whole time I was fucking watching this movie, I was like, This movie makes me want to have a cigarette so bad. Oh, yeah. I watch because Jack's just constantly Dude, the way he fucking smokes. smoking. And then Mar- yeah. and then Marvin too. Yeah. Um 
Also, I like when Marvin gets pulled into the fucking into the police station. Oh, he's, he's like, mostly one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of you guys got the whole of fucking course. force That's after right. me. And then yeah, he's like, watch this, watch your cigarettes with this guy. <laughs> and then uh, when he's when he's at the airport and that fucking clerk's like, uh, smoking or non-smoking? Take a while, oh, fucking guess. <laughs> smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Is there anything else that I have on here? Oh, I did have. Funny that you mentioned bringing up when they go visit his, you know, his family. Like we said, it kind of just grounds Jack, makes you feel good for him. I noticed in that scene, and I never really noticed before because you know, watching it as a little kid, you don't really care about that stuff. But watching it as an adult, uh. When she comes in, when she comes in, and and Jack has to, he says her name as if he doesn't really. He's not one hundred percent sure that that's his daughter. Oh yeah. Um, John has a look on his face. The Duke has a look on his face that, like, in the, in that moment, the guy that he's been trying to like grift to get out of mm-hmm. the whole time, it really humanized him. I think. I mean, for the audience and and for us. Mm-hmm. really humanizes jack so at that point yes he does want to get away from him but he whereas before he would do everything and anything to get away from this dude i think in that moment he really wants to help him. yeah he he sees jack's humanity it's not just his captor and stuff yeah so that that was really good i'm glad i I'm glad i uh saw that one uh i feel like oh yeah once they get into texas the movie kind of turns into a western yeah um you know, they get in that town, they they grift that dude, which is like a staple in, in in westerns, and then they have to hop a train, and then when they get off, uh, there's that crazy ass car chase. It's like fucking oh, yeah. like a entire like Blues Brothers type fucking car chase, and it's really great. And I love the something that I usually say to myself when things are just going wrong all day but you have something to get done is like i'm too close oh yeah and i've come too Too. far yeah i thought you're gonna mention when they get off the train when he's like you know jack usually on trains there's stops yeah and people get off fucking talking they don't throw themselves from the train (laughs) that's why there's stops dude yeah his his fucking just talking the whole time is fucking hilarious one thing that I wanted to mention, I've noticed more and more that uh, Miller High Life, um, there's something, I think it's it springs from this movie. Miller High Life, I feel, is like my favorite cheap beer. Yeah. And there's just something about the aesthetic of like the cans or the bottles that I think derives from this movie, even though I saw this movie when I was like fucking five. Yeah. Um, as I got older, just looking at them, I'm like, damn, that scene, that looks really satisfying. Yeah. And I think it's a credit to. Uh, there's like road, like road movies, and like certain parts, like we did um, Terminator Two, and there's a part where they're they're stopped on the side of the road and they're eating burgers or whatever, mm. and like Aww. that just looks so good to me. And yeah. it do, it doesn't look like a fucking gourmet burger. It doesn't no. look like a Burger King burger. It looks like a mom and pop side of the road type. Right, yeah. and it's super good. And like the aesthetic of this movie, fucking Marvin, because when they show it's Marvin eating fries on a fucking shitty hotel bed and everything mm-hmm. like that, I look at that and I'm like, dang, I'm poor, so <laughs> I should be drinking that too, you know. <laughs> um, and it's just something that I notice when I when I watch this movie. Um, I'm hoping I'm not forgetting anything. I'm sure that I am. Um, mm-hmm. My sister's probably gonna kill me and probably yelling at her. She'll call you fucking right radio, yeah, radio. If I'm missing anything, there's so much stuff in this movie that I love, um, but I can't. I can't think about it. Oh, one thing, um, Eddie's shirts, Eddie Moscone's oh. shirts are fucking otherworldly. Uh, I wrote that one down. But, yeah, other than that, is there anything else in this movie that you want to talk about? Anything that you wrote down? At the end, when he hails the cab, yeah. he's like, you got to change for a thousand? He's like, oh, are you a fucking comedian? <laughs> Get out of here. He takes off. And then I'm like, wait, dude, but like. Just give him the thousand dollar bill. You got fucking hundreds, thousands of you dollars. Got, yeah, I would just walk. Yeah, yeah. I'd just give him the fucking thousand. <laughs> Go ahead, keep it, buddy. <laughs> he probably would be like, "This shit's fake as fuck." Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, Looks what, like I'm what you, walking. What do you think about about the fact that I mean, obviously, John's doing everything in his power to not get to 
make sure that Jack can't get him to LA. Mm-hmm. What do you think about him never... I mean, he mentions that he has money and he, he's like, well, you'll take this much money to let me go or whatever. Yeah. What do you think about him never like, okay, I'm hungry, we're down and out, like not take... Like, would you have been like, all right, look, I'm dirty. Yeah. Like, I'm hungry. Yeah. Like That I, he never takes it yeah, out? Yeah, never takes it out. I think... I think uh he, he seems like a really headstrong kind of guy. Yeah. And that he was like, he's like, yeah, I could do that right now. He's like, but like, I think like you said, after a while, he really wants to help out Jack. Yeah. He wants to get to the deeper, you know, part of Jack uh-huh. as a person. And like, he, he feels like he's scratching that, that surface, you know, like he's like, if I pull this out, like he, he might, I don't know, maybe he's not sure. Maybe he might shoot me. Or yeah, maybe yeah. he's like, I want to see really if like, you know, yeah. If I can, I don't know. Like try and there's a there's a reason. I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't know what and I'm and to I say. and I think I think it's you know they get to the airport and then he calls Eddie, lets him know, and he tells him that he's letting him go. And then it it goes to show you that at no point was it about the money for the Duke. Mm-hmm. Um, he realized he didn't know he was working for mob bosses, and when he found out, he stole fifteen million dollars and gave it to charity. Yeah. And then as soon as Jack lets him go, he tells him, like, hey, man, I got fucking money on me here. Like, you know, you didn't get your money. You let me know. And he tells yeah. him, it's not a payoff. It's a gift. Like, you already let me go. Mm-hmm. I want you to have your dream, your fucking, your coffee shop that you, that you, yeah. I told you is a bad idea to yeah. have. Uh, if I was your accountant. I, maybe that. that was a fail safe. Yeah. Then he, maybe he was never going to give him the money. Yeah. But he was like going to, like, because if he would have gotten away on the plane, yeah, he's, no, he's he, would, he would have just had it. But yeah. also, I think he asked, like, oh, would you take 100000 and let oh. me go? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think if he would have been like, yeah, then, yeah, he would have forked over that money. Because it wasn't about the money for him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, when it's it's interesting. I love their, I love their dynamic. Um, as far as uh, the making of the movie... I uh, did you do any like little research on that? Do you have any like tidbits or whatever? Because I had I had a couple that I was really surprised about. Um, the guy uh, who wrote this, his name's George Gallo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that he wrote Jack and John inspired by like his parents, like listening to his parents argue oh, all really? the time because they said that his his. Uh, his dad, he said that his like dad liked to talk a lot, and his mom was like way more calculated, and she would just have like big outbursts or whatever. Oh shit! So, like that whole dynamic, it helped him like write those characters really well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, how Robert De Niro got attached to the movie is he did The Untouchables with Brian De Palma, mm-hmm. and uh, you know he's pretty. He plays Al Capone. He's like pretty psychotic in that movie, the famous bat scene. Um, and then after that, he he uh, the only other kind of comedy, which is not really that much of a comedy that he did before this, I think was uh, King of Comedy with uh. Martin Scorsese. So after that, he wanted to do something like more lighthearted, comedy ish. And then uh, Penny Marshall was making big, and he really, really wanted that role. But the studios wanted Tom Hanks, and ultimately went with that. And I think it was better for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then he he landed on this movie, and. Um, you know, the studios were totally fine with, with Robert De Niro in this role. It wasn't too lighthearted. Obviously, he plays a fucking bounty hunter and everything. Yeah. Um, but they were concerned about the person on the other side of the dynamic. So um, I don't know if they were if if uh, Martin Best had already mentioned Charles Gordon, but the studio was like, "Oh, what if we had more of like a bigger star to?" appeal to a wider audience and then um also let's also have like a sexual tension dynamic between them so they wanted to put Cher as the criminal oh, like change God. the change the character to a woman and uh martin best was like because he had already gotten control of like the project and he's like no nah, i don't want to do that yeah so also they they talked about robin williams oh yeah I got and robin, robin williams was pretty interested and then at one point they're actually um actually saying bruce willis which i could kind of see like 
I could kind of see Bruce Willis doing this too, be, because it would just be John McClane without the action star aspect of it. Because <laughs> yeah. John McClane's a fucking smart ass and everything like that. Yeah. And but I think it would turn a little bit more into like how for Bruce Willis the last Boy Scout was, where like mm-hmm. uh, Damon Wayans in that movie is also like a football star, so he could punch people and use a gun and everything like yeah. that. Whereas I think uh, Charles Gordon plays into it perfectly because you wouldn't imagine him. Holding, mm-hmm. holding a gun or mm-hmm. punching somebody or anything like that. Um, but yeah, that's uh, just some of the stuff that I that I had on there. Do you have anything? Yeah, it says here that um, that the tick that Jack Walsh had of checking his watch all the time. Yeah, that was Robert De Niro's idea. Really? Yeah. Huh. And that he did it to give him a little more character. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if they had to write the whole his wife. Uh, set his watch like 10 minutes like into the script probably wow yeah. that's interesting and then it says uh Grodin um still has scars or had scars from wearing from the, the handcuffs, handcuffs the whole movie really yeah i can imagine that would be really uncomfortable um oh yeah we were talking about it earlier on i was super surprised to find out during research today that danny elfman did the music to this movie mm-hmm. um because if anybody is familiar with danny elfman obviously he's in the band oingo boingo and then he went on to become one of the most famous uh composers of the 90s he worked with tim burton on almost every single movie that he's ever done and those movies have a very specific vibe so do, i mean all of danny elfman's music has a very specific vibe and in this movie it's very bluesy it's very like oh, yeah. like you said it's reminiscent of lethal, lethal weapon, weapon. Beverly Hills Cop and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, and like I said, I'd seen this movie so many times that I can't believe I didn't see, oh, music by Danny Elfman before. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one thing that really, really shocked and surprised me. Um, but yeah, uh, anything else before Listen we to get to the last bit? The boxcar scene yeah. was almost entirely improvised. Really? Yeah. See, that makes sense now. Yeah. That makes sense, especially that's when they talk about the watch the last time. Yep. Yeah. Hey Jack, shut the fuck up! It's like that because you can see my Robert De Niro laughing. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Fucking guy, just like I would have taken a shot at one of them. <laughs> Those are pretty good looking chickens, Jack. And uh, yeah, they said that um, it was completely off script, and it, they're like they loved it, so they kept it in. That's great. That's great. Um, let's see one more. Uh, uh, De Niro spent real time with bounty hunters. To prep for oh, the, I, I for did. The role. I did see that as well. I did see that as well. Um, all right. Well, the last thing we have to talk about is if we were producers and we got the rights to this movie, what would we do? Prequel, sequel, or remake? And let it be said that actually there are sequels to this movie. Oh, what? Um, they were made for TV. It's like the Midnight Run action pack. It's like four made for TV movies, but nobody from the movies were actually in them. Um, but other than that. Well, which way would you go? I'd probably go sequel, sequel, like like a proper sequel. With obviously Robert De Niro wasn't in the TV. One, yeah, right? no, no, yeah. no, none of the principal actors were. Yeah, um, I, th- I think that'd be cool. Now, if you did a sequel, would you would you just follow Robert De Niro, or would you bring back the Duke as well? I don't know what more he would have to offer, really. I feel like this is his one-time thing where yeah. he did something and like then, that. And then I also like the fact that, like, when he lead, when they split up, like. Jack turns around and he's gone, he's gone like, yeah. like a ghost, and that's like, like yeah, he's gonna he's... go back, yeah, get his wife, and they're gonna get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah, you know, that's pretty good. I think um, if I were to do it, I would do a remake mm-hmm. with Channing Tatum as Jack Walsh. Oh shit! And uh, Danny DeVito as the Duke. No, I'm just kidding. No, I was gonna say. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I think I'd do a prequel of of Jack. I think the, you know, I think there's there's a lot of cool like uh, a lot of cool like shootout mob stuff. Like you know, he was he was undercover in the mob or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think you could do like a cool little like a funny departed almost uh-huh. um, type thing with him. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it would be a little a little more dramatized, but uh, you know seeing jack as a as somebody not coming up but like with his grit or whatever still working for the police force and he's trying to avoid being corrupt or whatever i think if i had to i would do that because i don't want to i don't want to taint 
it by doing a remake or if I did a sequel, just not living up to, I think because you know kind of what happens, there's not that much that you could screw up, you yeah. know, if you just follow the mythos of what came before, but True. I think that's what I would do. Okay. Um, but yeah, anything else before we finish up? Um, the F word was used 119 times. That's good to know. Because it, it is in here a lot. And and the Charles Grodin was a big fan. And since he wasn't the first choice, mm. he's like, he's like, I'm, I'm gonna prove myself. Nice. And he fucking killed it. Yeah, he's he's fucking great yeah. in this movie. And also, R.I.P. to Charles Grodin. Oh, he, definitely. He, he died a couple years ago. Yeah, rest in peace. Um, he he was really really a fucking funny guy, and he's fantastic in this movie. So we could dedicate this episode to him. Um, but other than that, did you get any vibes real quick from Rob De Niro in the boxcar, like Cape Fear vibes when he's going off on the Duke? I did not. No, no there's no. like a, I wish I could, I wrote down what he said specifically, but like he fucking like is screaming at him yeah. and he has this look <laughs> like he's like, I was like, Oh fuck Cape Fear right there for like <laughs> a split second. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I, I noticed that and I was like, cause he doesn't lose his shit like that many yeah, no. times. Yeah, and it's like that's the one time where because he he knew he almost got I think, away. I, yeah, I think I think he should have been most mad about the plane thing. Yeah, that, that was a real betrayal for sure. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, I think we're good. Yeah, that's that's yeah. all I got. All right, man. Well, this this one was a fun one. I like this one. Yeah, uh, I like that. Uh, I hadn't seen it in a while, and we had a lot of good stuff to say about it. So yeah, for played again, man. I'm Steven Valdez, Jason Brunez, and we will see you at the movies, guys. See you later. Later.